It's the After Laugh. You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the After Laugh. After Laugh. Welcome to the After Laugh. After Laugh. After Laugh. After Laugh, man. Go ahead, pull up a chair. Hey guys, what's up? It's Bill Dodds. Welcome to The After Laugh. Hey man, I think we're recording. I do not have my producer here, so I feel like this is not working, but <laughs> here we are. This podcast has gone downhill. Anyway, I'm here with uh, two friends and a new friend. Yes. Um, so uh, so say your name for the <laughs> listeners. My name is Ramon. <laughs> Ramon. Ramon, yeah. Are you like one name, like Madonna? Ramon. Just call me Ramon. That's Ramon. It, yeah. You don't go by a last name. No. It's just too. Is it one of those? So you are. What is your ethnicity? I'm Pakistani. Pakistani. So it's one of those names that people. It's too hard for people to pronounce. Yeah, we just go on too. Go on too long. So I just keep it short. <laughs> have you have Have you always been Ramon, or were you like I'm Ramon K? I was Jake in the you know past life. But <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, I'm also here with uh, Leo Dottavio. What's up? Now we don't have microphones. We can all be able, and and yeah. and Haley. Giles. Giles. Yeah. I was about to say Giles. So Giles, glad you remember. Who is, who is an actress who I've known for how long have I known you? A few years. I mean, like I mean, eight. Not that long. Are you, no. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, I think since twenty fifteen. Where did we meet again? In New York at uh, at Seth's show at the Slipper Room. Shout out to Seth Herzog. Yeah. Who has a show called Sweet, at, uh, which is probably like the number one alternative comedy show Super in New York. Fun. Yeah. Um, we met. We got drunk and yes wow. and i i almost never do alternative comedy rooms because you're not alternative i guess i'm not but i don't really know what that i don't really know what alternative what does that mean? mean okay so we have alternative so uh so let's just back let's quentin tarantino this a little bit let's back so uh ramon i'm yes. saying that right yes so you are a new stand-up comic but a budding instagram star Sir, yeah, I guess. He's being much. He has 300,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, yeah. From doing uh, most of sketches. Yeah, sketches and just like. One, one I would say, I would call it a publicity pub- stunt. stunt. That's how I came stunts, across yeah, his profile. Stunts, yeah. A publicity stunt. Just yeah, like publicity running around like, naked, basically. You literally ran no, around naked. I did. So I, I basically, uh, the bread and butter was the sketches, and I did one video that blew me up a little bit. Okay. Like a basketball stunt I did, like in a. In, uh, in Indianapolis, then Dallas, and then New York. Yeah, and so uh, let, let's get back to how, how you started. So yeah. you, um, uh, were you part of the Vine crew? No, I'm late. I'm late You're to the game. Late to the game. Yeah. But you've already been, and this is all through Instagram or all YouTube? All through Instagram. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I feel like everyone, now you have to find the social media thing that is your thing. The new drug. Right. And he did. He yeah. did. He found it. Okay, so what was that? So, so you're, I met you're in college at this point. I mean, you're not now, but when, when I, you started. Yeah, so like, I wanted to start like my senior year of college. I wasn't like confident enough. Then right when I graduated, I started. Okay, so you are, but you had an Instagram account, like a personal one. Personal one. Yeah. Like, here's a picture of me and my mom. Yeah, I like, love her. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been single my whole life. Um, <laughs> Which you were born like three days ago. My mom's so. two days ago. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I graduated, I, I started. It. And when you were in college, were you? Working on film or filming? No, no, no. I was. Uh, I, I played soccer in college, so I was trying to go. Pro. You're a professional soccer player. I, I played semi pro one year. Where? Indiana. Oh wow! Yeah. With the Indiana. I was on uh, Indiana 11's. Uh, no, no, USL team. Indy 11's okay. uh, like second team. 
Oh, that's really like, cool. I always wanted to be a professional soccer player. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that, Leo. That's, that's awesome. I didn't know I thought, that. Yeah. I wouldn't have Where, guessed Would you that. have played for Germany? Or? Um, well, I played. I was <laughs> I was honorable mention All-State in Virginia. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. And then okay. I went to Princeton. I wasn't recruited, but I, um, I played JV my freshman year. Wow. And a coach for Princeton at that time, which was 1990, <clears throat> was um, uh, Bob Bradley. Who was the U.S. men's soccer team coach? Oh, right. okay, that's yeah. crazy. Princeton. Yes. So this is for that's fun. So- for soccer. So I played JV. You good at soccer? I was. I mean, yeah. nasty, let's bro. be. Some of his videos. Let's like, ball yeah, you guys, you go Check it out. Check it out. So, so I was, I was like, my freshman year, I played JV and I was okay, right? And I was like, but if I, I'll play varsity, my fresh. So sophomore year, the idea was like, I'll be on the bench. But by my senior year, I'll be a star striker, like left. I'm left footed, like left wing striker, and uh, wow. and then I just was at college, and there are women, <laughs> and there's theater, and then yeah. I would see the soccer players like just always playing, always playing. I was like, I don't know if I want my college experience to be defined by soccer. But it, in all fairness, because I don't think I was good enough, and also in in like you know. Let's say the mid to late nineties, soccer. <laughs> soccer really was young. soccer wasn't really a um, soccer wasn't really an avenue for like a professional life. Like yeah. people would play in the team and they graduate and they'd go be a coach at GW. So yeah. I was like, so I I quit soccer like cold turkey. Like, and here's Mia Mars, hey guys. the neighbor <laughs> at Hi. Mia Mars. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> Thank you, Shirley dog. Definitely gonna go meet a Tinder date. Um, so, uh, uh, was yeah. So I just like I'm not gonna be good enough to, to even if I'm like really good and I start yeah. on Princeton. Like, then what? Yeah. Um, and I just discovered sort of acting. So anyway, that that was kind of my. But you were uh, you played all four years at college. I played yeah all four years in college. And what was your position? I played like striker and left mid. Are you left footed? No, I'm right footed. Kind of like uh-huh. Cristiano, like. Cut in, shoot. Oh, you're kind of like Cristiano, yeah. really? Just no, I'm not. referring yourself it. to Cristiano all the time. No, it's like his style. He's obviously my idol growing up in soccer. Up. So yeah, yeah. I like. I wanted to try to play like him. Yeah, and yeah. so you were playing for uh, for all four years. By the fourth year, where you just you must have been crushing it because you played semi pro. It was good. I'm, I was good in soccer. Good. Yeah, you had like articles about you, like no, nothing like that. Not in soccer. But you scored. I scored. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you played semi pro in Indiana. It's like a USL league. Yeah. Yeah. Was that what was that like? I'm always curious it's good. about. It's like you play other USL teams. It's it's just it's good. It's actually to me it was easier than like uh, college because you're playing with other good, better players like uh, that are no like on another level. Yeah. Did you Col- did you feel like that when you went to seven pro you're like oh shit I'm not as good as I thought I was. Uh yeah kind of yeah kinda. that's yeah. how I felt going from high school yeah. to college. I felt like, oh shit, these guys are like legit. And Leo, you played semi pro. Uh, semi pro baseball yeah. and uh, D1 baseball at UCLA, and then I went to a D2. Yeah, and, and in baseball, there's just a discerning difference. Like, as soon as uh, you hit D1 and semi pro, the, uh, the the pitching gets so much faster. You're, you're just, some guys can hit it and some guys can't. It's, it's kind of how it is. Yeah, were you one of the ones who can't? <laughs> I, can't I, I don't know that I would have. Uh, I had the physical tools. I don't think that uh, my vision. Kind of went downhill as soon as I got the high school, uh, as soon as I got the college. Sorry. So I had perfect 2020 vision. The average major leaguer has 2012 vision. That's better than really. They're all super what? freak. They're every the mutants. most yeah, they're mute. Uh, major league baseball players can see so well 
that it's it's just in, that's part of like the the genetic makeup that you have to have to be a professional baseball player. The average injury is a twenty twenty twelve vision. This is great play. because I, I feel like one of the problems with my podcast is people don't learn enough facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So major league baseball players have twenty twelve vision. That's, yes. Crazy. So you have to be born a mutant to play baseball. Kinda, yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to see better that's than crazy. the average person would see. Yeah. I mean, that's probably true with so many so sports. Many sports. Yeah, a lot of the big time athletes have great vision. So like LeBron probably has like six total. I'm sure he. I think he does. Actually. Yeah. Can you just get LASIK? I was about to say, can't you go to the doctor? Yeah, like, look, I want to play it's major not league. Like your natural vision and LASIK wears off and you have to keep redoing it wow. so it's it, so no, is it's, Botox from what I hear uh, from what you hear winky okay I got to I got to a level where I, I didn't think I, I wasn't improving anymore and then you know they, and you have to get chosen to play so I wasn't one of the guys chosen to play at the next level yes and so that is the path to an artist a lot of a lot of artists are people who <laughs> I think it's I, I used to joke about this <laughs> what I would talk about like yes about relate well regarding relationships, I was like, when you're when you're a child, all you want to be is a sports star, yeah, or you want to murder people, right? Yeah, unless and, you're a woman. And, but that's but but that's boy. That's or what I'm saying. Astronaut. As a woman, women, what do women grow up playing? They play dolls and they play house and they want to be like a wife and they want to be a bride and they no. want to be a mom. A lot of women do. Maybe not you. Okay, yeah, I started. <laughs> writing my Oscar speech when I was five, so. Oh, really? So you were always an actress, Haley? Yeah. So Haley, give us some of your bona fides as an actress. Uh, Well, I mean, you know, if we're going to talk about sports, I'm a certified yoga instructor. It's kind of like professional. Uh What type of yoga? uh, The the good kind, the one where you flow. Vinyasa. Vinyasa. I was a yoga teacher too, Haley. Oh, God. Let's practice some yoga together. What? Like okay. actual yoga. Oh, <laughs> that was a code word for something. No, <laughs> yoga. Your, what's your favorite uh, acting credit? I did a fun TV show on USA called Donnie. It was the the style of it was similar similar to Curb Your Enthusiasm, is, except like slightly less genius. Uh, but it was a lot of improv, which was fun because I'm a writer as well. So I got to kind of create my own character and my own dialogue. Uh-huh. And the crew was amazing. And actually, the showrunner from that show, she and I are currently directing and producing a documentary together, which is great. A documentary about what? About a woman, Sylvia Weinstock, who's a fucking badass. She's an 89-year-old woman who has a, she had a cake-making business. She does, like, she made cakes for, like, the Clintons and Beyonce and the Kardashians and Eddie Murphy. And uh, now she's semi-retired but she's also on netflix she's on nailed it and she's also um about to do another tv show there but she's awesome she what's cool about her is that she didn't start her career as a cake maker until she was in her 50s after she survived breast cancer so basically the point is it's never too late to do what you love just keep doing it yeah, inspiration. I feel like that's one of those documentaries. Like you see on Netflix, you'd be like, "This looks boring," but then it ends up being like an amazing. Yeah. Those are the best documentaries. Where like, yeah, yeah. like what's it? Ichiro makes sushi or loves sushi. Jiro dreams of sushi. Dreams of sushi. Which, yeah. Funny story. Found out when I was on my first conference call with them, one of the producers from that wanted to do a documentary on Sylvia, and they uh-huh. started it, and then they pulled the plugs. They were like, "They he doesn't have the chemistry with her." I was like, "Yeah," not meaning to sound sexist, but. This is a women's story that should be told by women. Yes. So, yes, wow. for sure. Absolutely. So, you know, it's um, in the beginning stages. We'll see what happens. Very cool. Good luck. All right. We're going to go back to the star of the show here, Ramon. Oh, yeah. Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you are the, the semi-pro. When you were playing semi-pro, you weren't doing the Instagram yet. No, no. I never had – that was never in my mind at all. Nothing, yeah. No. 
yeah. yeah. So how'd that come about? It was just like, so my older brother, um, he kind of pitched it to me, the idea. He said, you should start making videos. Like maybe he, he saw that social media is like a big trend coming up. Uh-huh. He was like, start making videos. Like, uh, and, and maybe you can do something in acting maybe in the future. But uh, like I said, I was like such an awkward kid. Like uh, shy, like super shy. Yeah. So I was like, no, I like I was I'm, I didn't even like taking pictures. Yeah. So I, I did the first video, cringy as hell. What was the first video? First video was just like about asking your mom to like uh, when you want your friend to sleep over. Yeah. And is this is this a is this in a thirty second? This was so this was an Instagram you couldn't pass uh, go over like fifteen seconds. Oh. So Instagram okay. went from fifteen Ooh. to sixty. Right. Yeah. Seconds. Exactly. Yeah. So that was my first video, and then ever since then, me and my friend Uthman, who I went to college with too, like we made a like a deal to each other, like okay, two we're gonna drop two videos every week. Yeah. So we, that was like. Grind. That was your commitment. That was the commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you were. What was the first uh, taste of like? Oh wait, this is actually getting interaction, or you're getting some engagement. Um, when I did a video, like so, like a lot of the videos I did in the beginning. So like, as a like a brown like, whatever social media influencer, like I feel like I couldn't stand out. Like, uh, who's gonna watch me? Like, I'm nobody, man. So Mm -hmm. I try to make my stuff as like controversial as possible. Okay. To get like you know. Yeah. Views. Yeah. So my first one was like when a when a Muslim gives like Christmas presents. Uh-huh. And that was that video got like sixty K views and I like when I had only like three thousand followers. That's so crazy. Then I got so I got like that was like my first taste. I was like, Okay, do I have something here? See, and I could, keep going with it. Because one of the things that uh, particular Instagram is the thing that I'm trying to crack now, yeah. although I'm not doing anything with it, I'm yeah, just posting but here yeah, I am yeah, skiing. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've always noticed someone, some influencer, quote unquote, told yeah. me this: that if you have ten percent engagement from your followers, yeah. that's that's really good. That's huge. Yeah. And if and it goes down to like one percent. If someone has less than one percent engagement, then they're probably they probably have bots, fake followers, yeah, fake followers, fake right? Followers, yeah. And so there are a lot of big comics. I'm not going to name names. Dave Cook. Who, um, <laughs> you know, you'd see that like a lot of these followers are bots because the engagement was not nearly as high as yeah. the three million, you know, followers. Yeah. So the fact that you had three thousand followers, I mean, sixty k views, yeah. the engagement of that is like a hundred, two hundred. I don't know, yeah. some big percent. So did your followers dramatically rise after that video? I mean, it was hard to gain in the beginning because like. If you don't have like a legit number, then it's hard. Like people don't take you seriously. They'll come across your video and then just go to the next. Yeah. But, like if you have like a bigger number, like for example, if a video I had that hit a hundred k views and then I have like twenty k followers, yes. then people will be like, oh, he's legit. He's Let me legit. Follow his ass. And what about the verification on Instagram? Um, Are you verified? I'm not, but I they've applied. Like I'm with the social media like like. Network. Consortium, yes. Yeah, whatever. And they've they've you know applied for it for me. I, technically, they said I should have it by now. But yeah. I got denied by Instagram. Okay, they so said no. <laughs> I, I have like eight thousand something, yeah. and I'm and I'm verified. Because so. you're legit as hell, man. Well, yeah, that's not, but I'm I, fake. I I um. But my yeah. engagement isn't isn't that high either. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people see how many followers <laughs> I have, and they text like, "How are you? How are you verified?" Because it doesn't matter about the, yeah, it's, the it's, followers. It's about like your real life stuff. So after the Bachelorette, yeah. they said if you have a TV show and five articles written about you. That's what Instagram is looking for. Interesting. Yeah. So I get yeah. I get hit up by so many people, ironically, in the Middle East. Really? Wow. Who are like, I'm a big star in <laughs> whatever country it is. Uh, get me verified. If you get me verified and they promise like I'll do this or blah, blah. Money. And yeah, people 
people have, and then some comics, I'm not going to name the names, but they've said, hey, I'll put you on my show for three months if you get me verified. And meanwhile, I'm like, I don't know how the fuck I got verified. That's pretty awesome you just ran. You woke up one day and it was a new Well, I, th- I think that it was through the Laugh Factory at the time. The Laugh Factory, uh, oh, nice. one of the guys working there was like, I'm going to get you verified. And he what does that mean? Like, like how, it, like, see, the, the thing is, Mark. I know, I know, with the blue check. Are you, are you, I, like, because I don't just, fucking care. <laughs> so, so, and you, then, also, you also need somebody pretending to be you. Did you have a pro, another profile? Um, I, I have, I, I, yeah. I have had it since I've been verified, but before then, no. Some people say that what they do is they create right. a fake profile. <laughs> just go, look, sad. look at these people, but people are, people into, do that, yeah. and my understanding, look, since I've been verified, my engagement <laughs> hasn't increased. Right. It hasn't. The only Has, thing it's done. Do you feel better about your life? I guess there's some bizarre oh, validation about it. It is really, yeah. But when yeah, people, is, there is. There are a lot of. Here's another thing. There are a lot of Instagram models that slide into my DMs, right, and I'm like, say, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hello, hello there. At least one girl. It, no, I don't think I. Have, but they, yeah. they, they, uh, and they go, hey, and they're kind of meaning, hey, and they go, how do I get verified? I'm like, oh, oh I gosh. see. But they'll have like 200, sometimes 300,000 followers, and they're not verified. So I talked to one of my friends who worked with Instagram, and he was like, they don't give a fuck about models, yeah, uh, unless they have a business or something. Yeah. They're really growing. So, um, so does it? Do you think it matters being verified or not for you? Do you I think, think it would change. I think um, only thing that it would help me with is um, just, um, get laid more. No, but, <laughs> <laughs> no, like it would help me because uh, only for myself, basically. Yeah. And in terms of just like just feeling better about just like if I'm legit or not. But like, yeah. T- like, t- like for yeah, me, I 100 percent know for a fact that A Rod followed me on social media because I was verified. Oh, I would comment on his pictures. Yeah. And my hero, my childhood baseball hero, yeah. Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. Followed me. And that was pretty fucking awesome. And he's still following you. He's still following me. Yeah, that's true because like um, you know, you know who Hassan Bin Hodges, right? Of course. So yeah. he he DM'd me and he said because he saw my video and he was like, "Great stuff. Like, uh, lo- uh, keep 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 grinding." You yeah. Know? So, <laughs> so it's like a big moment when like one of the bigger brown stars, comedians, like stars, act like say that to me. Like I'm just a little brown guy. You know? Yeah. So when he did when he hit me up, I was like, oh my god, but. He hasn't followed me yet. <laughs> and, and I DM him back. We like I'm like, yo, uh, kill it on the whatever on the Patriot Act or Happy New Year, bro. And he we we he talks back. Yeah, I, I, like he I have followed me. I have I'm not verified. Hey, can we talk about that for one second? Okay, talk. talk so <laughs> you know that he's talking to you, and that's fucking amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. But for you, it's not enough because this crazy world that we that live in, it's like you're worried about verification. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like, that's he's true. talking to you. That's way cooler. Like, uh, yeah. you know that he's talking to you, and that's going to mean way more in the in the grand scheme of things yeah. than whether or not someone's following you because that's you're true. verified. Well, have, you, have you asked him to collab? Um, that, no, that's no, a bad I, joke. I, I don't, because I don't ever, like, um, I just always, when I started, as being, like, you know, like, I had these insecurities when I started because, like, I was like, okay, no one's going to care about like, another brown, like, dude. Like, you know, like, I, I, that was just on my head. I know it's negative, but that's Okay, well, just let's, get, let's get to what that's about. So then, right. okay, we later, can get, after, yeah, after we that, can get to well, it. Later. So basically, um, I always thought, like, um, like, insecure about that. Yeah. So I always relied, I was like, for me to get to where I need to get, I need to rely on myself. Yeah. I can never go and bug other people. So one of my biggest things that I learned. Because I was just doing Instagram videos, I got really good at editing and filming my own shit. 
Yeah, it's important. Because I didn't want to rely yeah. on other people. Because people, like, I have some friends out here that do videos. They're super talented actors. Yeah. But they're doing my lane, like Instagram videos, acting, YouTube. Yeah. But they, they, they take so long to come out with content because they're relying on other people. Right. And mm. that allowed that me was my to, problem, yeah. to really get a kickstart because I was like my own powerhouse. Yeah. So that's. That. And how did you meet up with Leo? We just hit up each other on Instagram. I, yeah. I saw this video that kind of propelled him to, like, it, it shot up his following, and it was, yeah. it was the concept was really cool, and I, I enjoyed it. What and, was and it? I, it was uh this uh he he dressed up in uh in like a Middle Eastern garb, like uh this this outfit, Pakistani, uh, Pakistani yeah. clothing. And then he would like try to go play basketball with a with mostly African Americans, <laughs> and he's pretty good at, at at you know he has good handles. Somebody says they somebody compared him to Kyrie, so he uh, oh, he balled up yeah. these black guys um, <laughs> really bad. Yeah, in uh, in Muslim. And it was like, legit. These guys yeah. have no yeah, idea yeah, they're being yeah, held yeah, down. Legit. Yeah. And then one guy swung at him. What? And that was on yeah. Sports Center. That was on. He's it got can. millions yeah. of views. Complex, yeah. And then, uh, and then I saw it, and I was like, "Dude, dude, that if that was a stunt, bro, like that was fucking awesome." And he's like, "Thanks, man." And I was like, and then I looked at his skits, and I was like, "Dude, we should uh, when you're out here, let's shoot something." And then yeah. uh, he came out, we shot a YouTube skit, and then now he's out here, and now we're shooting him all the time. And you yeah. moved out here when? Just like three weeks ago. Three weeks yeah. ago. And Leo's been like my big brother here, man. He's really been like that's good. He's a good running, guy, so. man. Good guy. I feel like I'm Leo's big brother. Yeah, yeah. Bill's, Bill's, uh, helping that out means you're here. my big brother. All right, yeah. man. I want to be a big brother. <laughs> oh shit, you're our big brother too. You'll be the school Bill's mom. No, I'm kidding. That's <laughs> not <sexy. laughs> um, So what was the what was the so you're doing this and you're getting the views and then obviously to go from three thousand to three hundred thousand must take at least one video that became stratospheric. Yes. What was that? So I got to 100K off of just the Instagram sketches. And then when I was at 100K followers, I did this basketball one. So I had this idea that like um, to do this, like to, to come up with a story that was like my childhood. So like, when I was growing up, I played a lot of basketball too. Like, yeah. In my neighborhood, I grew up like, you know, everyone was good at hooping. Yeah. So Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. Even when I was good playing, no one took me seriously still. Yeah. Like I could still cross someone up, hit a three, and I still don't get the respect in the court. Yeah. So I recreated it and I was like, let me give them a reason not to respect me or to really judge me and think I'm not good. Yeah. I wore this garb, Muslim what, now, is it garb? Is it like uh I, I don't know what Muslim it's like, um, is. It's just like it's like a long sleeve shirt, but it has like it looks like a like it's long like a dress. Like a dress. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. puffy yeah. Aladdin. You literally balling these guys yeah. up in dress in a dress. Yeah. yeah. So but they were wearing pants, you weren't wearing like a, a puffy like Aladdin no, pants. No, it's it's a long shirt with puffy Aladdin yeah. pants. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and what then, shoes were you wearing? You I was were wearing, wearing like some just like Nike Harajis. You weren't wearing those like Aladdin like. <laughs> well, you did one wearing the Aladdin shoes. I did one so. wearing the Aladdin one in Brooklyn, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, yeah in I Brooklyn, did one, he did one. Yeah. With some kids. It was probably hard to cross over. With it was those hard. Shoes. I slipped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, was it Brooklyn, Texas? Uh, yeah, Brooklyn, Texas was the one. <laughs> okay, so you, uh, so this one. Um, I interrupted their game. You interrupted. You, hey, were you speaking with an accent too? No, just English accent. English accent. Yeah. And you interrupted, and they let you play. Which I is, was interrupting, and then they. The dude grabbed my ball, kicked it, and then I stole the ball from him, and then he was guarding me. Mm -hmm. And then I took it to the basket, scored, and then he tried to uh, like come after me, but his boys held him back. Why? Why would he want to attack I, you? Because he just it humiliated him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was yeah. at the end of the game? Did you take that, off? Were that you that like, was, I, yeah, it became a huge. It was my gym, my local gym in Indiana, so it was yeah. like a huge like crowd. Yeah, and yeah. And I just left, and then they were like the guys at the gym were like, "Yo, you can't be doing that." And I was like, oh, yeah, we're just filming. <laughs> you can't be doing what? Like, just like. Being like, better than people? Just like, they saw me, because the guys know me at the gym. The, oh, so they knew that you were pranking. They knew I was like. But like, you weren't doing, you weren't 
being a fool shark. You weren't yeah. taking money or anything like I that. I wasn't doing anything bad. It's just so. toxic masculinity. Did you ever see that guy again at your at Yeah, your we're gym? cool. We're cool now. <laughs> oh, we're cool now? Yeah, he's really good. He goes to college at uh, Ball State in Indiana. Is he a is he a basketball player? Yeah, he's a basketball player. <laughs> oh wow, is, is he good? He's really good. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be funny if he becomes professional. Yeah, I want courtside, motherfucker. That's so funny. Yeah, that would be. So that that so because of Sports Center is that the thing that made it like um, boom? Yeah, yeah. So like like how how long ago is this by the way? This was just like and it's like uh, August September. Oh shit! So this yeah. just happened. Man. Yeah, and all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, I got all these followers now. Yeah, I, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, I have something to say, and also right now you do represent an inter, intersectional sort of person. Yeah, that that people are they're hungry for that out yeah. here, right? So what what prompted you to make the decision finally? Okay, fuck it, I'm going to LA. Was it just that video or uh, not? The, not the video had nothing to do with it. it oh was, really? It was just that like, you know, I started this off of just like facing my fears and uh-huh. like that's what helped me now it's time to graduate from this the level i was at indiana i want to graduate take it to the next level so i know la is what, where it's at because i do want to follow like for example like in your footsteps your footsteps i want to take i have the i, I kind of like i'm familiar with instagram it's like how you aren't familiar with instagram i'm not familiar with the other end of it which i want to get it. you like, mean like live like performance live performance acting stand-up comedy that's okay. what i want to do too so here, here's the thing it's fine this has been addressed in the podcast several times with a lot, because I have a lot of like just comics, yeah, and a lot of these comics are older. Maybe like people like Tony Rock and people, who've been, you know, they're in their thirties, some in their forties, and they've been doing the work, doing the work. And yeah. Instagram stars can come along and all of a sudden sell out a room, yeah, right. Yeah. And a lot of these comics have a lot of resentment. I mean, I'm not one of them, by the way, who have a lot of resentment. Like, how are these people taking these shortcuts and getting these headlining gigs at clubs? that I, mean, I don't have and they get like resentful. Have you experienced yeah. that at all? From, yeah, I, mean, I guess um, maybe not yet. I haven't I haven't experienced it yet maybe because I haven't attempted it yet here. But um, in, I, I done one sh- show in Indiana. That was my one show so far. That was your one stand show so far? That was my one stand show that I made. Yeah, and you produced. And got 120 people out quick. And how did it go? Did you record it? Yeah, we recorded it really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and no, how did you, did, did, how much time had you spent writing before you, you were headlining, right? At that show? Yeah. Yeah, I went. Yeah. How many minutes did you I, do? I, I did like 12 minutes. 12 minutes? 12 minutes, yeah. Okay. And how many comics? Just you and Leo? Me, Leo, and the two of my other friends. Okay, so you four had a full. Guys. Yeah, four guys. Full show. Yeah. Okay. And were you the last comic? I was the last one, yeah. Okay. And it went well? It went well, yeah. And you were like, shit. Yeah. I got jokes, motherfuckers. Yeah. So I, I did, did a couple, like six open mics before that. Yeah. I wrote a little bit, did six open mics, and I did it. And then, but, you know, I, I see potential in it. Yeah, but absolutely. My opinion on that is like, um, yeah, in terms of like noticing it out here, I haven't really digged into it yet, so yeah. I don't know like what I, what response I would. Get. Well, the, the number one thing I would say to you is don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah because people, yeah. I mean, back to Chris D'Elia. Chris D'Elia, um, when he was starting, people were like, well, his dad is Bill D'Elia, so uh, yeah, he gets his whatever. If that represented a shortcut for him getting stage time, it didn't matter because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're you on stage. Yeah, if you suck, yeah, people know. So Chris. <laughs> did what you're supposed to. He became undeniable. Yeah. Right. There's no one talking about Chris's dad being a showrunner now. Yeah. You know, it's not a thing because he's he's actually more famous and probably has more pull in the industry than his yeah. dad does, maybe at this point, arguably. Yeah. So right. I think it doesn't really matter. When I when I started, I, I, I was an actor. I'm still an actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're one of the actors that I know that books the most. Dude. Watch me on The Good Fight. The season premiere, March 15th. Anyway, um, yeah. but uh, 
uh, I'm, I'm still a little stoned. What was I talking about? So, but but when I was I was on a soap opera when I first started doing stand comedy, and nice. people would say things like, "Well, Bill's an actor; he's not really a comic." You know, this thing. he's just he's just one of those actors who's using comedy to get famous, which is something that people do. <laughs> Wait, who says God, that's this? Hilarious. Who, who's saying it? Who's saying this? Who uses comedy to get famous? And she uses acting to get famous. Yeah, but lot, like <laughs> yeah, for example, but but particularly in in places like L.A. It's so flooded with, with – it's flooded with comics, but particularly it's flooded with actors. Yeah. So if you're a f- female actress in L.A. and there's 20 of them coming off a bus every day, yeah. uh, they go, how can I be different? Well, there aren't that many female comics. You know? yeah. I mean there, there are some, but I would say in L.A., the, the f- maybe 100 female comics are really going around doing – and that's compared to the amount of actresses there are. That's insane. They're probably like 5,000. Wait, right. should I be doing wow. stand-up? Yes. Yeah, yes. probably. <laughs> Start it. I mean, look, 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 look All right, at, I'm on it. Look, at, look it. at people like, uh, I mean, there's so many, like Whitney Cummings. And, I'm not saying that's why they started doing stand-up, but they became Amy Schumer. They became famous yeah. actors because well, of I'm stand-up comedy. So yeah, sense. yeah. So uh, I think that's a, a valid way. So I, I, I think if that comes, first of all, you're never going to hear it to your face because we're all little bitches and people yeah. will be like, oh, well, he's an Instagram star. But the bottom line is... <laughs> It just puts the the task on you, maybe a little bit more, to be more undeniable. Yeah, right. you have to prove. Yeah, just and you'll still no have question. to in LA. You'll still have to go through the ranks. Yeah. and you you seem like a great guy. So all you gotta do is just just be cool to people. Yeah. you know, don't be a dick. I mean, like uh, like uh, Michael Rappaport is doing stand comedy now, and uh, I'm sure every, I know everyone was Michael Rappaport, but. Oh, oh, except yeah, for Leo. Yeah, Twitter, right? Really? Twitter, oh, Twitter, yeah. Twitter. No, Leo, really? Leo, let's. I got let's, him real good. Ginger, right? He wrote something about me being on The Bachelor. He's like, hey, get, get out of here with your man, man bun. Like, send your ass home. And then I wrote, I'm sorry, with all due respect, sir, I don't take advice from a man who can't grow facial hair. Oh, <laughs> you said, you know, said like, I don't take uh, a 50-year-old who yeah, can't grow facial a 50-year-old hair. A 50-year-old who can't grow facial hair. And they got, like, retweeted a bunch of times and, That's like, awesome. way more likes than his post. And then he, like, went back and forth. And then he started just, like, straight attacking. Like, he was just like, shut the fuck up. Get a personality or something. Like, he was just what? like. It was funny, though. But I don't care. It was actually awesome. I, I tried to bait him into another, like, Bill told me to bait him into, like, 20 of these. Uh, you know, I, I tried to, yeah, dude. Yeah, I tried, yeah. Controversy. Wait, can we back up one second? Did you say you were on The Bachelorette? Yeah, I was on The Bachelorette. I Leo DiTavio from <laughs> The Bachelorette is here. No, I don't watch TV. Do you think he looks like that I mean, for no TV, reason? But I don't watch. Yeah, I don't watch that. <laughs> I don't I mean he could be on uh, anything. But the, these days, like you could just be an Instagram yeah, I star. Through, uh, I got cares? it from my agent. My agent uh, put me that game. So. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, we're gonna talk about this. So, yeah, well, we can talk about it right now. So, yeah, uh, the, you're part of the quote unquote Bachelor Nation now. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean that ABC still has a say in what you put out? And yeah, they they do as long as I. Uh, I can't really talk about the inner workings of the show. That's basically I can't I can't ever really divulge how it works and, and yeah. the uh, the secrets. Other than that, yeah, I can talk about anything I want. Really, and, is it really uh, a secret? It's only for uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a secret. I mean, yeah, there's books out there. Has, and stuff, but, has ABC come to you and been like, Leo, we got to talk to you about as a representative of the Bachelor Nation? Yes. This doesn't what yeah. when I. Uh, um, I, uh, one of the guys on the show, Nick Vile, he was a bachelor. Oh, I, yeah, I remember. Yeah, a little, uh, he's just, uh, he said something, uh, he, he attacked me, uh, he said something about my father on Twitter, right? Which, out of nowhere, just, I was on the, I, I, I became one, a big villain in Bachelor in Paradise, and then this guy said something about my dad. Why? Which what I had mentioned, because on The Bachelor, I had mentioned that, like, my, uh, soft spot was for my dad, like, my, my dad, I, I, I didn't think that I made my father proud, because I didn't make to the, 
major leagues in baseball. Like, I mean, he was one of the base. He was a baseball dad anyway. So that was what I, t- I had told the Bachelorette Becca on the show, and then he said, "Oh, I bet your dad's real proud of you now," or something like uh, on on Twitter after like in Paradise. I had like a I, I became like a big villain because I threw a drink on a guy. Like that's that's really the extent of it. <laughs> who anyway, hasn't? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who pushed me first? But they they edited that out. So oh, anyway, they edited the, they edited the push out. Yeah. It. Oh, so, wow. Bullshit. So, so um, I said, well, Nick, uh, how about you stop being a keyboard warrior and uh, put the gloves on and we can meet at Wild Guard, you know, and uh, duke it out in the ring, you know? You, you box? Yeah, I box for a long time. Of course he time. does. Look at him. So, uh, <laughs> so then uh, he, he wrote something like, oh, you're getting violent now? Oh, you can beat me up. Uh, you're so tough. And then, and then I kept, like, going back and forth. I was like, yeah, how's your acting career, Nick? You know, like, shit like that. And then went back and forth. And then there was an article that, that wrote, like, Leo... Uh, violently, aggressively, and violently goes after Nick Vile on Twitter, and then yeah, they sent me a cease and desist letter. In fact, oh my oh, god, wow. yeah, wow. So, so you can't even mention Nick's name. To I can't. I couldn't like they they said to basically uh, stay off Twitter and um, and uh, stop mentioning like stop uh, say, saying things to other bachelor members. And, <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, so yeah, how far did that, you that, get? I can that only they can only do that for a year. I was fifth in my season. What fifth, season? Fifth out of twenty-eight. This last one. Okay, I've literally never seen that. Yeah. Okay, the episodes. The, the yeah. Bachelor was on tonight. Is there a reason why you come to Comedy Show on Monday because you don't want to <laughs> watch <laughs> the Bachelor? Uh, no, I don't really watch the Bachelor. I know Colton's actually one of uh, the better friends I made from the show, and it's still uh, his has hooked me up with a lot of his. Because uh, he's a baseball player too, right? Or yeah. football. He played football. Oh, football. Okay. Yeah, but he's a good guy. Good guy. And uh, yeah, but no, I don't really. I haven't been following along too too much. I mean, I'm considered like a lot of people think I'm the greatest villain in the history of the show. Really? Yeah. Have, like there been, have there been articles about that? Yeah, there, there has. Is that something? How, that, how, their, my favorite is how Leo became the bachelor's the bachelor's greatest supervillain. Totally and these are these the are the, these are the facts. These are the facts. I kissed two girls in one day, and a dude pushed me, and I threw a drink on him. That's, That's it. it. Okay, I totally kissed two girls in one day, and yeah, I'm the you straightest go. woman you've ever met. Right. So, so apparently not. <laughs> it was college. It was Saturday. So, uh, it was I went to Emerson. So that that's uh, you know, Bachelor Nation isn't exactly. Uh, I don't. It's not the type of of, of com. Like I don't think that even my stand-up comedy is tailored towards them. It's like a lot of the women that I think still follow me, it's, uh, you know, I don't think that they're looking at me to really do a lot of Batch Nation type stuff. I, I never really wanted to be a Batch Nation, Batch Nation representative. Most of the guys that end up doing really well on the show have to basically talk about Bachelor related things for the rest of their careers. So, yeah, yeah. So in, in, in a way, it made me, it was, in a way, what I did with the exit and becoming this villain was actually probably the best thing I could have done yeah. for a comedy and for you know, I mean, it just rec- I mean, I do. Anybody who ever watched any Bachelor-related thing recognizes me, like really? right away. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that? Because this is again, I watched Oscar Stone. And, uh, <laughs> Most people did. <laughs> and literally, I, 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 I was the whole time I'm watching people. I'm going like, Am I crazy, or is because I'm Stone, or is this like the most foolish thing? Ever happen? Like Can people you tell me look what like fools. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> okay. watch. That. I mean, Not much. I, I don't know. But maybe because I was stoned, but I just feel like everyone and and you know, my TV is like ultra high def 4K. <laughs> not to brag, yeah. but like you could see like all the caked on makeup and people right. like you could see them fidgeting like, oh my god, I won best animated short documentary and I can't. Uh, you know, and they're like losing their minds. Yeah. You're like, 
fucking relax. Right. It's not that big a deal. And then and then Spike Lee's like all nervous and wearing his crazy outfit yeah. and, and, and and everyone's just kind of I was like, this looks like Capital City in the Hunger Games. Yes. This is insane. I don't I, I don't know. It, has it always been this crazy and yeah. I just didn't I, notice it? I wonder. It? I wonder. You're right, man. It's 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 been it was a strange Oscars to watch, man. Like I said on stage tonight, it was the most uh offensively inoffensive Oscars. Yeah. I've ever I've ever seen. I agree. And yeah. they weren't like there was no. I mean, Spike Lee did the joke. He, I don't think Spike Lee even said anything about Trump. I don't think so either, he just yeah. said, "Come 2020, do the right thing." Yeah. And there's all these articles saying like Spike Lee viciously attacks Trump yeah, in his yeah. acceptance speech. Yeah, everything's clickbait now, man. It's yeah. all bullshit. You you just it's all clickbait articles. The articles don't mean anything. It's just like they want you to click it. Yeah, it's, and at the end of the day, like. Back to Ramon, like you, you know, you're going like, well, that's what I want. You want clickbait, yeah. like clickbait it's, it's is good, also it's good for like social media. Yeah, social media. yeah. Now, um, I want to talk to you also about the uh, the N word sketch you did that I just yes. heard about yes. right yeah. now, um, because there's controversy controversy I'm going to say that, uh, uh, regarding this premise because I did a show called the Chocolate Sunday uh, Special. It was on Showtime, and and I'm not going to say anything about like the producers, blah, 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 but shit was really unorganized. And the the guy, lead producer, said, "Listen, uh, I just want to premise like a white guy who wants to say the N word mm-hmm. but can't, so he has like a black guy say it for him." And I was yeah. like, "That was." He's like, "So let's just create that sketch." Yeah. So I basically wrote the sketch, and they kept rotating the the other two black actors uh, in the sketch. So when we finally shot it, there were like brand new people, you know, and I said, okay, guys, this is, I had to tell them, this is what we're doing. I'm saying this. And it just had a really, I got really lucky because I got Eric Blake, Blake and uh, Justin Mitchell, I haven't seen the name right. Um, and they were perfect for, for the sketch. And the sketch, we shot it in like 2000, maybe 2013 or 12. And it got viral like in 2016, maybe. Mm-hmm. So wow. it took three, two to three years. Um, and uh, what happened was a DJ in Berlin, Germany, a, a black DJ, I'm forgetting his name, DJ, but, but he posted it as a meme on his Facebook wow. um, with the word how a white man says mm-hmm <laughs> to a black man, right? right? So on the top banner and the bottom banner. And, um, and he posted just that part from the stand, uh, the comedy uh, chocolate sunny special on his facebook and this is right when facebook had just started embedding videos mm. so oh. the way that yeah so the way that they were embedding videos at the time is the minute you went on someone's page the video started playing it was an autoplay wow so people were like they go on someone's page and also play and then oh they share and then also play so you didn't even have to click on anything it was like Beyond clickbait, he was like crazy, and and people at the time because Facebook was just doing it, they didn't realize what was happening. All of a sudden, there's a video that's playing on their page, right. and uh, I just woke up one morning. This guy Samson Coupon called me and said, "Hey man, are you checking out what's going on, on Facebook?" I was like, "No." I was like, "Check it out." And I went there, and the video had had 2.3 million views in wow. just a few hours. Jesus. That's crazy. So it's like well, I was like, well, "What the fuck do I do about it?" And meanwhile, I wasn't credited. Right. And none of the actors were credited. So I, I reached out to the DJ. I said, hey, man, thank, as a, could you please mention the actors yeah. who, who wrote? I mean, I didn't want to say, like, I was the writer. I just right. mentioned the actors in the sketch. So he said, cool, man, I, I got you. It's totally cool. And he was a nice guy. He put the actors down. And then got 
kept getting viral. And then by the end of the day, I think it was like eight and a half million views. Crazy, yeah, I remember this. And then, um, and then it got more, and I uh, called Pookie, and I said, Pookie, this sketch is getting viral. I think it might have, it's already too viral, but you can catch, <laughs> you can catch the end of the, of the tale of this. Sure. If you take the exact same thing that he embedded with the same meme and put it on the Chocolate Sunday YouTube, so that's what he did. And I think at this point it has like 8 million views. And then Jamie Masato was like, buddy, what do I do? I said, okay, embed, take this video, put it on the Laugh Factory. And then the Laugh Factory got, now I think that has like 5, five million or something like that. And, um, but what, what happened is the guy who produced the Chocolate Sunday show was like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm going to sue Jamie. I'm going to sue the Laugh Factory. and Chocolate. So then he needed a credit. So then I had to reach out to this DJ and go, hey, this guy also wants a credit. So everyone's asked for credit. Everyone's threatening lawsuits and shut it down. And meanwhile, no one's getting paid for any of this shit. Right, nobody got paid. (laughs) So then the guy in the company's called LOL Flicks. Then he he put it out as an LOL Flicks thing so he could get views for his company. And then everyone's kind of getting – but the main views were this guy from Germany. I think at this point, I think it probably – maxed out maybe 60 million so he used he, he, he got dude. your video and just reposted it basically is that what you're saying well he he watched the the special which is an hour special mm-hmm. and he just took that one little clip yeah. which was the opening of the chocolate sunny special yeah. and he just reposted reposted yeah, it got it on facebook yeah the sentence on top of the bottom and then i put one on my you know on my youtube and it's yeah. only got like twenty five thousand views or something like that so i don't know what the fuck to do <laughs> um, but anyway, so that that went on, and then on your page, yeah. and the, here's the controversy, yeah, which you may know about. So, um, uh, oh God, who, uh, who's that? Who's that? Uh, God damn, I'm blanking on that. Who's that? Owen. He's a Southern white comic who plays Urban Rooms. Oh. Um, oh fuck. Oh, I'm gonna. It's gonna lose my. He's, he's a white. He kind of looks like he could be my brother. Is he from Kentucky. I think he might be from Kentucky, but he yeah, did a he did uh, a stand up bit. Where he talked about getting in a fight, and and with this black guy, and I was so mad I didn't say it. I was like, Ugh. and the black guy comes on stage with him. He goes like, "Man, I want to kick your ass." And the black guy goes, nah, you know, says the n word. And he goes, "Yeah, if I want, if I, sometimes you nah, make me so mad." And he did like that, yeah, and that was the end of the that was the end of the joke, right? So he didn't do anything like he had the same premise, but it wasn't the same punchline at all because mm-hmm. the way that I think, the reason I think. And I haven't seen your video yet, yeah. but the reason I think our sketch worked better is because we took that premise of a white man saying the N-word, yeah. and we made the N-word mean three or four different things. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, come on. Like, N-word, please. Right. You know? And so, and then by the end, hey, man, you might, you know. Right? Yeah. So I felt like it had, like, at least a trajectory. And, yeah, yours had, I saw it. Yours had, like, it was more... Uh, Comedic, I think. Yeah, and is it Owens? The performance was good too. Yeah, it was good. Gary Owens. Gary yeah. Owens is his name. Yeah. So then Gary Owens went after me, saying I stole his bit. I'd never even seen his stand-up before. So I'm like, well, he did I- it before you, or you did it? No, he he did that stand bit before. So it is very possible yeah. that. Um, but then then Owen Smith went on social media saying these people stole my bit. These people stole my bit. And then uh, Walter Hong came back and said, no, dude, I did this oh bit as a God. sketch two years before with Pookie in Chocolate Sundays. So then, so the whole idea of who created it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really fucking care. So, um, so you said you saw that bit and then you were like, I'm going to make a video, kind of like a real video. I didn't see it yet. People, so I made a bit, my idea was, I came up with the idea like, um, 
it was it's a drug deal it's like a just a, like a little one minute like i guess skit you know it's like um like a drug dealer you know and using two black bodyguards to kind of emphasize the point and be more intimidating yeah yeah yeah. so my idea is so it's like you know a group of three guys me and my two bodyguards and i meet up with the other drug dealer and his bodyguard and, and it's a drug deal and it's all it is is this conversation back and forth it's not particularly too funny i just wanted to like have like serious acting in it yeah yeah but that concept was whatever i said like i said like are we going to do business or what and then my bodyguard's like you know n-word n-word yeah and then the guy's like did he just say the n-word and then and then everyone's like no i didn't hear anything yeah and then no because everyone's ignoring it yeah and then the third then this i say three times the second one i'm like i'm like let's go i don't have all day and my bodyguard's like n-word and then the guy's like come on you can't say that you you can't say the n-word i'm like and then he's like he's like you he's like you can't say that and i'm like say what I'm like, I'm ignorant to the fact. Yeah. It's like it's like everyone's like a. Uh, so you're playing that you don't even know these. Like guys I don't even know. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 ignoring it. Like I don't even know my bodyguards are saying it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, you, he just said it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. that was my concept, and then I had like 20 comments be like, "Bro, you just stole this video." I'm like, "From who? Who did yeah, you yeah, get it yeah. from?" Yeah. And then someone DM me. They sent me your link, the chop, the link on YouTube. Yeah. And I watched it. And I was like, "Oh, fuck!" I was like, "But." But then again, I mean, from you're also like that's also different, different, plot, same premise, same but different premise, plot, but different yes. plot. So then yeah. I was like, I guess. And then you know, other than that, that was that was it. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny about that because in, in the world of stand-up comedy, obviously, like being a quote-unquote joke thief is such a huge thing, particularly in, <laughs> and particularly in LA. I think even yeah. more than New York. And uh, and a lot of times when you look at at what people are complaining about, it's it's a similar premise. Yeah. Now, how many premises are there in the fucking so world? There's you know, no original idea. Yeah, and the idea that a, uh, uh, a, a non-black guy would have someone say the N-word for them to make a point yeah. is not the most out-of-left-field premise. Yeah. So yeah. the idea that oh, many people would say that or come up with that is not a crazy idea. So I always yeah. hate it when comics – I have, I have uh, lots of things on the Laugh Factory Instagram, mm-hmm. and, and they have a big – they have like 1.3 yeah, million have, followers. Yeah, they have a big follower. Yeah. What a – Gnarly vegan. <laughs> no, the vegans went after me. I was the vegan bit on there. Woo! We can talk about that. But they fucking hated. But people, but people go, um, but oh, my, like my threesome bit, which is one of my favorite bits I do. Uh, people, oh, you stole this bit from, and they'll just name a person I stole from, and I'm like, and I go, well, fuck, and I'll look for that comic on YouTube, or, and I can't find what yeah. the fuck they're talking about, and when I, and then when I do find the video that I'm allegedly stealing i'm like the guy has a premise about threesomes right yeah that's it that's the only thing what the fuck i I have this joke too which is one of my favorite jokes where i go um i said tonight i go i'm mixed i don't know if you can tell i'm half white half trash right that's actually my my t-shirt my merch is like you know and some oh you stole that from gerard carmichael he has a bit says uh i'm mixed my my uh my mom is black and my dad is a n-word right so I, I don't get that. Like that's not so, thing But all. that's what people. And again, it's like these people are people who. They, I don't think I could post anything on Laugh Factor Instagram that some asshole won't say I'm stealing. Won't yeah. say I'm stealing it. 
Well, another guy does a joke about relationships and how marriage is hard. <laughs> I'll tell you, I feel like people follow that Instagram, the Laugh Factory Instagram, just to talk shit about the uh, the comedy on there. All they do is they, the straight face gang bullshit. Or the, <laughs> oh, straight face gang, Jesus yeah, Christ! Or, or the uh, or this isn't funny. That's the only reason Cringy. that they're on there. Cringy. Cringe is yeah. another one, yeah. See, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I feel <laughs> I really want to do a show where like we hunt for trolls. Like trolls, real in real life we like approach we find where they are and we approach them with like yeah. the comments they made in person. It's funny you say that because uh, Jamie Kennedy, who I, I toured with and wrote for, for for years, he had a documentary called Heckler. Which I think people fell asleep on. It's actually a really cool shout out to Jamie Kennedy. It's a really cool documentary. Cause Jamie Kennedy has has suffered hecklers more than Probably most yeah. people on yeah. the planet. And Jamie Kennedy is also an immensely talented guy, yeah. you know? So um, he would find all the people who wrote reviews. And I think this is kind of pre-YouTube trolls. Oh, wow. but these are people who were reviewing his movies wow. and reviewing his comedy. And he would go get set appointments and meet with them. And he would say, uh, you said that I was, when I was in Max Keebler's big movie, you said that Jamie Kennedy is an abortion um, what do you what do you, what do you mean by that? And these That's, guys, this is amazing. It's amazing, and these guys are like, well, I just, I just, I feel like you know, I, you, it, they were really nervous That's and stuttering. So great, wow. I feel he like it's the equivalent them. of being a feminist of any yeah. kind. I mean, I read my because media. then you have these trolls coming in and, and like bashing women. It's like really being a feminist is like the same thing as being a comic. Like people are just going to come in and bash you. Like these people who are just like sitting in their mom's basements who like have nothing better to do than to be idiots. Yes, but they're also the fans that we want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, do we? Okay, they I mean, down they're, like they're, fans. They're the they're, they're, they're the people that watch your stuff. In our system, yeah. and and here's the thing about trolls. I'm gonna give like a little credit to trolls because yeah. on some level, that's all a critic is, right? Is a troll. Yeah. A, and what a critic, and look, I grew up doing New York theater, and all these theater actors would be like, "Oh my God, this is an amazing play. This stupid reviewer from New York Times just isn't smart enough or doesn't get it, and blah blah." blah. And they really go after critics. But if you talk to a critic, they feel that. That there needs to be a gatekeeper for content. They feel a real sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not agenda, but just like it's their purpose to, yeah. and it's valid. They think that, and I and I agree with that. I, I think that Rotten Tomatoes is one of the best things that's ever fucking. Ha- you know how much money I've saved because of Rotten Tomatoes. I love Rotten it's Tomatoes. It's so valid. <laughs> yeah, they, the way they put it together, it's like it's such it's a it's a congregation of, of people's opinions, the critics' opinions, yes. and then like. So you can and decide one number, yeah, and and then they give it a fair thing. You can get a D, a sixty percent is considered pretty good. Sixty yeah. percent of the shit out there is good about a movie. They you tell a, you to go see it. But uh, that's yeah. the thing: you have to find critics whom you trust. So yeah, yeah. I'm not going to just listen to any asshole online and be like, "Ooh, that guy seems to know what he's talking about." Yeah. I mean, I have critics whose opinions I I actually value. Yeah. But like my my point is that just like anybody can't can't be a judge just because they decide that they know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, because, yeah, they can. <laughs> well, they, they can say shit, but it doesn't mean we have to listen. Yeah. But I mean, isn't that what a casting director is? Just yeah. someone who goes, hey, I'm here, I have an opinion. And they... Right. They don't have much of an opinion at all, actually. Whoa. They're just... No, they're just... There's the middleman. Honestly, I am friends with a lot of casting directors. I've worked in casting myself. Oh, it right. really is. It comes down to the fact that they, they're they doing their job. They have to narrow it down. They get like 6,000 submissions for a fucking co-star. Really? And then, yes, it's insane. So if you ever that even get in the up. room, you've won. 6, if you get into a room, yeah, you've won. 
And then at that point, they want you to do the they best job you can do because it makes them look good. They yeah. are your biggest fan. That's why they brought you in in the first place. And then it's out of their hands at that point. Honestly, God bless the casting directors. I love you. Well, it's also changed a bit because it used to be uh, you do pre-reads. Pre-reads aren't quite what they used to be. Because you go into an, uh, a little room with no camera, and they'd watch you, and you do your set, and they go, mm, no. They don't do that wow. anymore. Now you go and tape for everything. You tape everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. But that was, I'm dating myself by saying that. But, uh, <laughs> but do I, so, so obviously there is some, some validity to being a critic. You need to have a critic. And like, like Rotten Tomatoes, I'll look at a movie, oh, wow, 95% Rotten Tomatoes. And you look at the, the audience score, and it's like 45%. Right. Like, right. this is one of those super liberal... Right. Like agenda films that I'm not going to connect with. <laughs> and you see some that is like 80% critics and then 95%. And I'm like, oh, I'll probably enjoy that. Yeah. Yes. So I guess it's kind of important that like those people exist and Reddit exists and the trolls exist to a degree. Oh, yeah. and, and like you said, uh, Haley, you said, well, why the fuck do you care? But isn't that the business? Like there are people that you want validation from that you wouldn't have coffee with at a Starbucks in the city. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> we need their validation sometimes. Yeah, so... Um, Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I'm not worried about validation, and that really is probably my issue. That I'm like, I don't care what these people think. So I, I want to talk about the Instagram thing you were saying. I got attacked by the vegans. So I did yeah. this... So my vegan bit is obviously developed quite a bit. Oh, yeah. The more I know of no yeah. vegans. Yeah. But the, the thing on Instagram was just like, I went to a vegan restaurant, and the food, like... They go, oh, can I have the cauliflower steak? And the waiter, who's part of the vegan culture, goes, oh, it's so sub it's sublime. It's you have, you know, they're. It's not like a New York diner where, uh, you know, they have a different. They don't give a fuck about the food. They're just there for the paycheck. I said, like, would that be awesome? The the vegan waiter was just some like New York Italian, like no bullshit, just there for the paycheck. What's the cauliflower steak? What the fuck do you think it's like? It tastes like cardboard. It's been dunked in the toilet for two weeks. It costs fifty dollars. You want it not? I got a bus back to Jersey or something like that. That's the, <laughs> that's the whole that's the whole bit. Right. Not even in my in my set anymore because I don't think it's that funny. But they posted it. That's a very inoffensive yeah. bit. It's yeah, a bit it's that bad. vegan food tastes like cardboard. Right. Okay. I mean, some of it's good. I got. A, I'm vegan sometimes. I, uh, I, eat, <laughs> I, I eat a veggie grill today. I'm mostly vegan. So uh, the way that vegans went after me in this bit, it was Seriously? crazy. What, on the comments or like, yeah, real, like oh, on the comments? Up, right? It's guys, still up. For the yeah. record. You took me to lunch, Bill, to Cafe Gratitude, but it's it, that's like mostly vegan. I think it's it? vegan. Yeah. yeah, it's like vegan. So no, we he like he, you're too, yeah. you're fine with vegan it food. Didn't this is even a fucking matter. joke. He threw out that he was vegan and it didn't matter. <laughs> he was like, "I'm so vegan, guys," funny. and they still. Not. You're, you're a piece of shit for eating meat and stuff. And I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. So, so the reason <laughs> I say that is because the next video they posted was a vote was a bit about Caitlyn Jenner, right? And it was a bit where I said, um, about Caitlyn, uh, I go, I made fun of Caitlyn Jenner, a woman from the transgender community came in and said, oh my God, you should know what Caitlyn Jenner's been doing. She's so amazing. So I'm, I'm actually going, I, I wrote down, and I bring this piece of paper. I go, these are the things she did. She donated $100,000 to a safe house. She visited victim of hate crimes. She's going to speak at the UN next month. She's helping draft a bill for equal rights for transgender people. Did you guys know about this? People are like, are like yeah, or like, no. And I'm like, Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, because it didn't fucking happen. It's like an yeah, empty piece of paper. And I throw it up and I throw it in the audience. I go, fuck Caitlyn Jenner. She's Kardashian. She hasn't saved a gay kid from a tree. Uh, and uh, so that was basically the bit. So when they were going to release it, I was like, I am going to be mauled yes. by the LGBT community 
they loved it. <laughs> There's almost no negative comments. As a matter of fact, do you know how many transgender people slid into my DMs hitting on me? Oh, my God. Because, and I was like, that's so weird. Why? You know why? Because I called her Caitlyn Jenner. And I used the right pronoun. And I called her she. If I said, wow. if I said, oh, yeah. if I said Bruce Jenner, it'd been a completely different joke. And please, right. they said, because they also recognize that Caitlyn Jenner should not be the representative for the no, transgender community true. at all. She and she is. There's truth in that. There's there's Absolutely. validity in all humor, and so those people saw the the validity yes. in it. Yes, and the and the things I were mentioning were things that Laverne Cox had done, mm-hmm. and one other transgender exactly. activist had done. So they knew that. So anyway, that was just funny that like. You never know what the fuck people are going to go crazy about. So, um, so back to your, uh, so you did the N-word thing, and that thing got really big. No, it's just like um, like hundred K views on, on my Instagram. That's it, bro. That's it. Just the hundred K. And the most you got is the, is the basketball one. Do you keep doing the basketball? I did it like five times. Five times. And then I took a break from it right now. I, I will reintroduce it soon. Did um, you feel that you were in danger at any point? <laughs> um, in New York, I did kind of a little, little bit in New York, like because the whole part got shut. Like the whole, it was like. West 4th Street. Uh, oh, I know West 4th yeah, Street. Fort, that's right? by the way, that, that is, is that one of the most yeah, famous cool. street basketball places in America. The West oh, they have wow. like tournaments and shit there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I have what, a good friend who plays there. there. He's nice. legit. Yeah. So West 4th Street, uh, you know, I, I I played and then I did the same reaction and then uh, the whole part like everyone hooping in that whole cage was stop what they're doing. <laughs> People outside were watching it was, and I I walked away, walked around, it was just quiet. Like everyone was just looking at me. Like at least like hundred people there. So that was the one where I felt a little bit. Like, this is on Instagram, not YouTube, because it seems like that could be a long form I, I video. Put, no, no, it's, it was, it's big on. It was, it's uh, on Instagram. It did well, and then on YouTube it did well too on my YouTube. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. YouTube, was it longer on YouTube though? Yeah, YouTube. I made a longer like story about it. Like, yeah, I, turn, I put all the little clips together, and, then and you showed them like a story. You went behind the scenes, like behind the scenes, putting yeah. the pants on, yeah, like okay, yeah. here, yeah, okay. So we got like good, like one point five million on YouTube for that. The New York, yeah, one, yeah, yeah, on YouTube. So it's good. that was, um, but yeah, I will reintroduce it again soon. I mean, they do have that that same concept gets done a lot because you know, I, whenever I go on my Instagram, it goes they they show me, hey, check out these videos, and all these fucking <laughs> videos, and it's usually like. A white nerdy guy with glasses. Yeah, that's the nerdy one. Yeah, but um, who's? But that's it's obviously different to have yeah. like a white nerdy guy play because a lot of white nerdy guys can play basketball. Yeah. But no one will expect you to be able to play basketball. Yeah, no one would. And then they also, but then the other thing they do with soccer as well. You should maybe do it with soccer I'm do as well. A soccer one too. <laughs> oh, there we go. Because they have people. Uh, but then again, if you're Middle Eastern playing soccer, that isn't as much of a stretch. I think I have to. So like with the basketball one, I I've seen all the nerd ones. But a lot of them are, you know, like, it's stupid to me because there's one that has, like, 36. It's actually one of our friends, Kobe. He has one where it's, like, he has his friends go play basketball. But they're all, like, 6'3", and they look like hoopers, and they're just wearing glasses. Yeah, it's really It dumb. has, like, 36. You're unassuming. It has, th- exactly. I'm unassuming. Yeah, that one's got 36 million views. It's crazy. So it yeah. works. Mm. But for Just soccer, I have to just think about it really nicely. I can't. Because, like you said, like a lot of foreign people play soccer. Yeah, we attempted uh, to, to do one. I got taken down by Instagram, actually. We attempted like a little publicity oh, type yeah. thing. He was, was uh, we, I, I, wore, uh, I wore like some overalls and a, and a MAGA hat. And uh, he was in a full Saudi, air, Prince. A Saudi Prince thing. Added, yeah, in, added in and out. And then he bumps into me. And then I grab him. And then I just like hung him. Yeah. He, 
Why would Instagram take that down? I don't know. I think it's just wearing wearing MAGA hat. It's just they say it's now the equivalent of a KKK. By the way, that look that's. Yeah. You got hundred K in a day too. Hundred K of use in a day. But even like, if it's the president's like slogan. See that's the thing. It's like I, I again, like my, my dad is very Republican, my brother's very Republican. I'm I'm not but I definitely have empathy and sympathy and understanding of why you would be a Republican. And also look, be honest, if you're a Republican, there's like, oh never Trump, but if you're a Republican, you're kind of on Trump's side. Or yeah. you're you're wishing he does well. You yeah. you want him to at least Enforcing policies that you want to enforce, so like they're just they're just behind him, you know, yeah. and you can't really. So what you're saying is like everyone who is Republican is evil, which is definitely something I thought of was true in my twenties, but now I'm kind of like, I mean, my dad thinks Trump is adult, but he, he still will vote for him in 2020, 100, percent you know. So uh, I think it's kind of crazy that we've gotten to a time where if you wear the MAGA hat, people instantly assume you're racist, you get removed from Instagram. I mean, I think that's something you get publicity on. You should probably, you should put that on your YouTube or something. We are, uh, we're going to re, we're going to redo it. The idea is, uh, we're going to handcuff ourselves. So I'm going to be handcuffed (laughs) to him as a Saudi prince and I'm going to be the mega guy and just walk around like the Grove, like we're like old friend, like, hey, how'd this happen again? (laughs) (laughs) And just see what happens. See what happens, yeah. 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 some shit, like I eat lunch or something. Just eating like stuck at the table and like eating yeah. together. Together. Yeah. And just see yeah. like reactions, see people's yeah. reactions. Yeah. That sounds really sexy. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I'd watch that movie. I mean, yeah. I'd watch okay. a version of so, it. Right. 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 Oh, we're good there. We got the animation. Like, <laughs> there, there we go. But I do feel like there are movies about. I mean, there was a black guy and a white guy, uh, the Defiant ones with Tony. Yes, Curtis I was just going to say the Defiant ones, Sydney Poitier. Yeah, that was the inspiration. That's where. That's where I got the idea. Yeah. Yeah, but if you wear a MAGA hat, then you can't do it because right. all of a sudden it's yes. – that's so crazy to me. I mean I feel like that's something that you should – just the idea that you got removed from wearing a MAGA hat, should, people should know about that because yeah. that's – and look, I'm not going to ever wear a MAGA hat in my life probably, but for a skit, for I a would. Skit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'm wondering if people who genuinely are supporting that, are they getting removed? Most likely not. If you're doing it as a joke, I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying yeah, to figure I don't, out why we're, trying to, we're still but trying to figure out You don't out even why. know if that's why. I think it's because, like, know, yeah. I think she's saying that people that genuinely support it, they're not getting removed. But, like, I think we were trolling them so hard that it made it look like I'm making fun of a, a, a political view or something. I think yeah. that's the reason. You think, you think it got because you were making fun of the MAGA hat? We kind of, like, mm-hmm. we just... We kind of were just, it was more of like a, just a little a publicity something like saying like, hey, these two people can get along. Like, you know, we're trying to, just trying to get a reaction, like seeing a, a MAGA guy hugging like an Arab dude. Like that's all it really was. It could either be that or the fact that I am portraying a Muslim as like the complete full thing. Like I wore like the Saudi prince stuff. But that doesn't make sense either. Like these deductions that you guys I have, no like, idea don't why make sense. Got taken down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, really I mean, you could, like that, that. We like, should put it up again. People are very sensitive on the yeah. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you put it up again? Like, why not just see you what should. happens? You should. Put it yeah, up again. Because it got. Are you wearing yoga bands from Instagram? It got a hundred thousand views in one in one day for me, which is huge. So it's good. Yeah, it would have yeah, got like huge. a million by the end of like the oh, week. For sure. Can you not yeah. ask why it was taken down? No, uh, it's impossible to no? get in contact with them. Too, no. Yeah. And, which, and it is kind of dangerous to, to keep doing. Fucks if you up your get, page. Yeah, it fucks up your yeah. page. They like uh, make your your views. It, it kind of shuts down your views for a while. Interesting. I don't understand. I, 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 well, the weird thing about that too is it, it's kind of like uh, like porn stars, like they're everywhere, but I don't 
really you don't meet them you don't see them I'm around. friends with a porn star too, uh, with Asa Akira oh is she, what are you doing right now have her come join she like just a, had a baby so she's huh? a little busy with her baby so I did, I did, yeah I did a Cinemax a Skinemax movie with a whoa well I didn't <laughs> I did it. <laughs> with Carter Cruz. Carter Cruz. I doubt her real name. Um, but but so there are all these porn stars, and I don't I don't I never meet them. And uh, there are these Instagram. There's this Instagram star chamber. Who are these people? Who are the people that are I'm making these decisions? For, like I'm like, why don't I know any of these people? How come I don't know anyone who knows these people? Right. Like a friend of a friend of a friend, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Like I don't know anyone on Instagram who I can talk to. I know. Right. They're like a myth. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, they're just. But then they have a so like a, some of my Instagram friends have been to the Instagram headquarters, and like uh, they, like um, have talked with like people like. Where is Instagram headquarters? I don't know. Here, I guess there's one here. In LA, yeah. Do we Listen, know that for sure? Is can we? I think you and Leo have we to show up to the Instagram here as the with the with the magazine and like, like and hey film guys, it. What? What? what yeah, yeah. Why was I yes. yeah. Do that. Wow, that's an that's amazing the idea. thing. That's a great idea. You should I mean, come with us. Yeah, you should come with us as our lawyer. Oh my God! Yes, I would absolutely do that. I mean, you'll probably. That's what Michael Moore does. You know, we're doing this. Bill, we're doing that. Yes, you heard it here first, guys. I'm excited. Oh, but you probably, excited you probably won't get past security. Right? Yeah. But it'll be funny to film. Yeah. We'll have a guy follow us around and vlog the whole thing. I'll have a briefcase. Yeah, yes. I have a briefcase. Yeah, the whole nine. Yeah. I know cinematographers. <laughs> oh, that, that's that's all we need. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. with actual cameras. Do we just need an iPhone? I don't know. And that, that, um, the, the, he has a theory about the iPhone being better for going viral <laughs> than... Because no one's paying attention to just an yeah. iPhone. Yeah. It depends on what kind yeah, of like, that, project it is. Yeah. Like if it's... If it's like for like a big YouTube project, then probably like regular camp like DSLR. Yeah. But like maybe for Instagram, like iPhone's good enough. Or you could have like a little hidden GoPro or something. I have yeah. a question about this. Yes. Mr. Instagram star. So when you do your stuff, do you do it horizontal or vertical? Vertical. Wow. Yeah. Mind blown. I never would yeah. think that. I mean, I that's how I edit it. Vertical. Like for like the hot, like if we film a skit, if we, if we were to film one right now with my camera, Obviously, it's we're filming it normally, but when I edit it, I make it uh, vertical. Because you okay. know everyone's watching it, it's on yeah, their phone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, interesting. That's what it means to be older. That's how Laugh Factory uploads their video vertical, right? I think so. They I'm so done with it. I don't, I don't think they upload the long one. They upload vertical, right? But yeah, do people yeah. not turn their... I always turn my no, phone when I'm watching them. No. People don't turn <laughs> them. Does that just like, like tell this. you my age? They're all like this. Granted, I look closer to your age, so there's that. You look younger than me. This is how you know if someone's This is how you know if someone's older, uh, above forty, if they are on their phone, definitely if they're above fifty, if they use their index finger when they're on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also it's bigger on your screen too. Like you want it to fill up your screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we have the same phone. With the eight phones. Yeah. Oh, so we have eight phones. Oh. <laughs> oh, nice. So what? What is the um? So the goal for you is to start branching down to, do you have a goal in terms of Instagram that you go, okay, this is something, or with your YouTube um, or your production company? I mean, Leo's been t telling me stuff, but I'm, to be honest, like my, I'm kind of like tired of it, to be honest. Yeah. Like I'm, I enjoy like, you know, like I told Leo this, I enjoy the, like the, the acting. That's mm -hmm. like my, that's what I truly enjoy. Mm -hmm. But then he's like, okay, then go to fucking films, go to acting school. And then I'm like, okay, you know what, you're right. But like, that's what I really, if I, if I could have it my way, I wish I could just like, 
not keep up anymore with social media and just do acting completely and just try to do like movies and film. That's what, if, if I could have it my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just give up social media and just focus on that. But I can't. Of course I not. I can't yeah. right now. You yeah. have to do both. Actually. I have to keep up with both now. Now, do you have an agent or someone who's getting I, you I'm out? I'm with or? a small agency now. Yeah. So, um, but my goal is to get. And have you been auditioning out here? So far, two auditions so far. Well, well, hey, man. Three weeks, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so bad. That's, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so far, yeah. yeah that's so, not bad. Oh, that's very cool, man. So you, you want to be, an, but you also want to be a, a stand-up comic as well. As well, yeah. Yeah, so what's your next step for stand comedy? What do you want to do? Man, I think right now I just want to get, like, like when I came today for the show, like, you know, like, uh, um, seeing all you guys kill it, especially you, you killed it. You absolutely destroyed it. And the, when I watch you, my main goal is like, man, I want to be in the room and just, I want, I, I want, I should be able to just go up there and kill it too. Like, yeah. five, like if you were to say, hey, Ramon, come up here and do five minutes, I should be on a, t- a skill level where I can go up and do five minutes and kill it. Yeah. I'm not at that level right now. Well, I mean, if you did, I would hate your fucking guts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes a long time. Because, yeah, I've been doing it, I guess, when I first got up, it was probably 14 years ago now. You're, like, honestly, time. your set tonight was way better than the set I saw a couple of years ago. I thought it was pretty good a couple Dude, of years ago. That wasn't I, bad, I but I'm saying tonight you were amazing. that I saw was just pretty fucking great. Yeah, I, I think that the the main thing, and we were talking about this earlier, Leo, is is that I used to just think I got a I got a crush, I got a crush, and my way of crushing one of the first influences for me was was Dane Cook early on because I was I was literally a clown. I wanted to literally be a red nose like Brendan <laughs> Brothers fucking clown and just do. <laughs> physical comedy and stunts and pratfalls and shit like that so and then I saw Dan Cook on oh well, here's a guy who's doing physical comedy and he's getting laughs so that was my foray into it it's just doing like I would do the worm on stage it was all physical because I didn't I wasn't very good at speaking I didn't I didn't think I could write a joke so it was all that and that was my you know my first my first thing to it so it was just about crushing I got to get a big laugh yeah right and then the more I do it, the more I'm like, I just want to say what I feel or what yeah. I think about shit. Like right. what I think about is happening in the social, political, you know, arena of America. Like what's happening with with the right and the left wing and, and how there's there's no common ground. And if you're a liberal person who expresses ideas that aren't quote unquote liberal, all of a sudden you're automatically pushed into the field of being part of the patriarchy or being racist or being sexist or whatever it is. And I kind of feel like, well, what if I kind of like embrace the part of me that is a little sexist and is a little bit racist because we all have something about it, you know, and try to make it palatable and funny to like Quinn Dale has one of my favorite like <laughs> jokes that again, like, is it a racist joke or is it a racial joke? But he goes, you know, people ask me if I'm racist. Look, if I'm walking down the sidewalk and I see a black guy coming down me in, in you know, nighttime, am I going to cross the street? Yes. Now, if I'm walking down the sidewalk and an Asian woman's coming at me, I'm probably going to cross the street because she's driving. <laughs> I'm like, that's a great way to address, you know, racism and stereotypes that is original. So if you can do stuff that, that addresses stereotypes that isn't completely low-hanging fruit, that's great. I do, I do think that sometimes I, I do a joke, I go, wow, this is really, like I, the joke I did tonight about like, I wish we could go back time when we could nudge a woman's head a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. Like, I know that isn't a joke that if I have people, a lot of people are going to be, fuck this guy, like, right away. I mean, yeah. I don't know how you felt about that, Haley, that joke. Actually, oh, I, I love blowjobs, so I mean, <laughs> you don't really have to Okay, the podcast is ending now. 
No head nudging needed. But again, that's one of those jokes where I go, I go, the, the, I go. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. And do do I do I think that like women should be? Of course not. No, but of it's a fucking joke. Honestly, yeah, if you can't take a joke. Don't go a to a fucking comedy, comedy show. Yeah. yeah. Just and, don't. And I mean, that's that's the whole fucking point. Do you think everyone's supposed to be PC? Sure, we can be a little bit, you know, cognizant of not trying to offend everyone. But at the same time, it's like, it's just a joke. Yeah. It's just comedy. Yeah. So I, I definitely, and I, and I have a lot, of, and I, I definitely know that a lot of my jokes tend towards, you know, some ism, some form of ism. That, that goes that goes around there. And I have to be careful about that. Like I have a joke that I did today about emotional. I didn't do it tonight, but in the vegan bit when it's longer, I go, uh, "She had an emotional support animal." If you don't know what that is, it's not a service dog. Where if you have PTSD, you have a medical concern, you need a dog to help you. It's a very different process to get an emotional support animal. You go to a doctor. You say, "Excuse me, doc, I'm a woman," and they give you uh, a chihuahua with a yellow vest. So you can go to Whole Foods without getting a side eye from a hipster. And. Uh, <laughs> But when I go, hey doc, I'm a woman again. Like just saying that, you can you can feel people, and I feel like the only way, and this again, I learned one of my favorite comics, Daniel Tosh. He will say some of the most offensive punchlines, and he'll tag it, and in the in the progression of tags, he'll soften the joke until it becomes palatable, which I think is a real kind of, it's a real good comedy trick that I've been kind of working on. Like what can you say? And Bill Burr says the same thing too. Like. Say the most offensive. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, say the most. I, I love Bill Burr, but say the most uh, offensive premise you can. You can say a ridiculous premise, and then back it up with rigorous logic. Right. Right. So say something like, "I think like it could be anything. I think women are stupid." What? Hear me out. And right. then you say things that everyone can relate to with logic, and they go, "Okay, that is a, a thing that women." <laughs> However, okay, I have to say, okay. <laughs> like he unfortunately does not know his audience because I get it if he's in like some Boston club where it's a bunch of misogynistic you know mass holes mm -hmm. sure you probably say that and get away with it I saw him recently at this uh, event for it was a fundraiser and it was a bunch of fucking liberals in the room because it was a fundraiser for like Citizen United or something like that uh -huh. and he, I was like I don't even know why they asked him there but he gets up there and like everyone there is like gung-ho liberal like women's rights all that kind of stuff and and he starts saying the most ridiculous shit. Do you remember uh what, what, what he was what saying? he was saying he was talking about how he well one of the things that comes to mind he was talking about how uh he watched a football game that weekend before and and about how it was a female and Ref. announcer oh yeah. announcer <laughs> and and he couldn't handle it. he's like this is the one time we get to get away from the women and not have to listen to her nagging and you know whatever i'm like dude like it's just but like everything that came out of his mouth was misogynistic or sexist and i was just like you know and and he nobody was laughing yeah. no one in the room was this laughing. was recently yeah this was like three months ago which is funny because bill burr at this point is probably at the top of his game and he's probably one of the biggest comics in the world right now probably because most of america is misogynistic and sexist and they're enjoying this but you know it's also he's also in, he's married he has a child with a black woman so he's probably like the life that he lives is probably not a misogynistic life that's what i find fascinating does he really feel this way or is he just trying to ruffle feathers and and so it's like why not if he, if he doesn't actually feel that way why would he say these kinds of things because here's the issue with it you've got a lot of fucking idiots who listen to this shit 
and they then end up identifying with it and, and, and thinking that it's funny and that it's cool to say those kinds of things or feel that certain way. And you need to know that like there is there is weight in the things that you say. Sure. And and you need to take that into consideration. I believe a joke is a joke is a joke, but at the same time, have a little bit of respect and also know your audience. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I can see that. I I, I think I told this to you when I when I, I do a joke where I go, I said, and I didn't again. It's part of the vegan joke, and I didn't do it tonight. Where I say she was correcting my language. And I was like, apparently you can't say slutty, you have to say sexually progressive, which is true. Which that's actually true. Yeah. You can't say retard, you have to say Trump supporter. <laughs> Again, I say that I say that the Hollywood Laugh Factory, huge reaction. So I was in Reno and wow. and I'm setting up the joke and I'm going kind of in like autopilot telling the joke and I go, Oh shit, it's coming up to the punchline. So I changed Trump supporter to Hillary supporter. And I could have body surfed out of the fucking room after I said that joke. Right. People went fucking yes. crazy. But that's the thing. And, you know and, and instead of selling out, yes. I said, I said, look, guys, just so you know, I say in Hollywood, I get the same fucking reaction. That's what's wrong with America is that we are so entrenched in our point of view sure. that, you know, and then I do, and then when I say, and everyone's full of shit on both sides of full of shit. Like, I think, look, maybe you're, I, I think Trump is an idiot, but I also think Hillary had some serious fucking problems. Too, you know what I mean? I'm not what like politician the, doesn't have problems. Of course, hopefully there's one one day. But but the idea. So but people get so like, even if people weren't Hillary fans because they're Democrat, when she was against Trump, they became Hillary fans. And people who weren't Trump fans became Trump fans. Yes. And it's it's a very bizarre time in the world where, where you can only monolithically represent one point of view. And that's why I think someone like Joe Rogan. Is so Joe Rogan, will you have me on your podcast? Some, we can check this out for a moment. Uh, because uh, he, no one knows what the fuck he is. Like, I don't know if he's Republican. Or, I know he has a lot of Republican friends, a lot of Republican guests. Yeah. I know he has a lot of Republican thoughts, but he's also like a total stoner. Yeah, he's a stoner. He, he is in the comedy world, which is a very liberal world. Yeah. And I don't think you can really be in the comedy world as effectively as and, and just be a Republican and have a Republican point of view. But he likes to call out bullshit that he sees on both sides. And more and more, he's calling out the bullshit on the liberal side. Yes. And it's created a lot of people antipathy against Joe Rogan. There are a lot of people who are like, he's a fucking salad, he's blah, 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 he's a Republican. But he represents me a centrist. And a centrist now, I feel like a centrist now, is relegated to a MAGA hat wearer. Yeah, uh, you, you you're really getting closer. I do. I think it's closer to the, to the MAGA side than, than any liberal side at all. And Joe Rogan also, yeah. What, what else? And he, vegans hate him too. Oh yeah, he, 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 he's very, very anti-vegan. I mean, I don't have a problem with Republicans. I have a problem with Trump supporters. I think there's two completely different things. But they're really not. No, they're really not. There are. I know Republicans who don't support Trump. Yes. And and before Trump <laughs> came into the picture, there wasn't this much of a rift between Democrats and Republicans. It's like, all right, we have different views. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Now there's all this vitriol compared to like in, in this respect, and and it really is because he came into the picture. It yeah. was a joke when he showed up. No one believed that he was gonna actually going to like who really even it? run. Who was it they called? Was it Michael Moore called it? That he was going to win. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, he did call. He I felt early. like I called it too because I did. I did a film in West Virginia no. uh, right before the election, and I was driving down from New York to West Virginia, and how the amount of Trump signs on yards, 
some new. I mean, every, I was like, wait a second. This isn't the this isn't the narrative I've been being fed right. from MSNBC that Hillary's right. like a shoe in for for the election. So I don't know what that means. But. Well, this is what's confusing to me. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, born in the buckle of the Babel Belt, y'all. And my parents are the most liberal, socially liberal people I know. They smoke pot like 13 times a day. And they're like socially liberal. They're like, abortions are great if you don't want to kid. You know, like they, they're super liberal in that respect. They voted for Trump, not because they thought Trump was great, but because they hated Hillary. And that's what happened so wow. much. How did this become a political podcast? I'm sorry. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it was Hillary's fault. Anyway. It was just Hillary's fault. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, this is something, this, this is a confession I'll, I'll make right here in this podcast I've never said before. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, right? One of the podcasts I listen to, kind of regular, is Ben Shapiro. Now, I don't agree with Ben Shapiro on most things. He's very, very pro-life. I grew up pro-life because I grew up in a Republican family, but I'm obviously not pro-life at all. But um, all those women who got pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <thank you. laughs> so, so. Um, what the fuck Wait, you that? lost your thought. Sorry. Yeah, that weed still affect me. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Someone save me! What the fuck we just dead babies. Podcast, political podcast. Oh, so I listen. Yeah, I listen. Li- 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 and he's obviously pro-life, and he's 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 very virulently a Republican. He's an Orthodox Jew who's married, who has a wife he loves, who's a doctor, who has kids that he loves, and he's an Orthodox Jew. So his point of view is the point of view that is represented by Orthodox Jews. Like he thinks that gay he has gay people on his podcast all the time. He thinks homosexuality is a sin because if you were an orthodox Jew, guess what? That is pretty much what you believe right. for, for the most part. He thinks that the, the baker who wouldn't bake the gay cake had every right not to bake the because he believes in the free market. So his point of view is, it's not a corporate point of view, it's just this is my religious point of view. And I listen to his podcast, he doesn't say anything super incendiary, he's not like, doesn't feel very homophobic or racist. He gets demolished by liberals as people say he's evil he's like this piece of shit and I'm like he's just an orthodox Jew who's married who, who talks a million miles a minute with a point of view and how, how can that not exist I mean it does because he's got an enormously huge podcast but I'm always amazed that, I don't know if you know this story but Mark Duplass met with Ben Shapiro to talk about gun rights and ben, they, they get coffee da, 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 he talked for hours da, da. and then Mark, Mark Duplass tweeted hey guys for people who want to bridge the gap between liberals and Republicans, liberals and uh, conservatives, uh, maybe check out Ben Shapiro's podcast because he actually is a thoughtful guy and he, he's open to, to debate. He got trolled so hard by every liberal person. We're like, he's a piece of shit. Look at this tweet. What, cause meanwhile, he's 32 and he tweeted something when he was like 18 that was like, gay people, you know, are going to hell or something like that, you know. and. He took down his tweet and he disowned, he basically, he didn't only take down his tweet, but he said, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that Ben Shapiro is such a bad person. I'll never support him again, Whoa. blah, 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 blah. And okay. Ben Shapiro talking, he goes, I thought we were cool. I thought we were friends. And all of a sudden, and then he also talks about the fact that he has a lot of people uh, talk to him and approach him who are liberals, who are friends with him, like, hey, we're friends, but don't tell anyone. That to me is weird. You know, it's like some people think that unless I disown my father for being Republican, I'm not, I don't represent liberal values. And I just think that's, at the end of the day, isn't it just human values? And I think that liberals mostly believe that, well, human values are liberal values. And if you believe anything other than that, you're a piece of shit. But that means that religion has no place in 
politics, which is our country was founded well, on. The it doesn't. Politics. I mean, I'm, like it doesn't. There's like religion has no place. In so, what do you think about the fact that people, that a guy was like, I'm not going to make bake a cake for a gay marriage? Do you think that person should be put out of business? I mean, I think they should be put out of business by the free market, but I don't think they should be have their business shut down by the government. Jesus. Well, I'm, I'm a little bit of a libertarian in that sense. I think everyone has their right to do what they want. Yes. With that said, yes. I mean, I, that's a very tricky thing because that's their business. It's a private business. So I, who am I to say what they can and can't do? So yeah. that, that's a very, it's a murky. And there's also like. But we have the right to say this business sucks. Yes. Don't go to that business. And then people have the, the they, they can have their own opinion and they have the ability to protest by not supporting that business because there's a there's a theory that at the end of the day the, if you believe the free market is basically not an evil thing they there's a belief that the free market is what really made the civil rights movement happen because when these people uh, when black people couldn't eat at counters there were there were places i forget which which store it wasn't ah, fuck i wish i could remember but there were places that recognized this say hey you can actually black people can eat at our counters and then black people started eating their counters, and they were making a fucking ton of money. Mm-hmm. And it and that changed that dialogue more than the actual marches, arguably, by some people. Is in the free shit. market, yeah. That some never gets talked about because that, that idea wow. just sounds like a re- Republican idea. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. That's yeah. Smart. So, anyway, I'm never going to talk about Ben Shapiro again in my podcast. <laughs> but you, ha- you did say something tonight in your, in your stand-up about uh, marching. You're really going to go march. It's oh, change okay. <laughs> so... Yeah. And so I, I agree with that. It's like yes. there's only so much you can do with marching. It's like there's so much more you can do to actually make an impact in this world. And marching with a sign isn't going to do much. Yes. I believe in it in the sense that it creates a sense of history. So when, when people 30 years from now go back and they, they see that there was actual protest. Yes. But to change policy, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the fucking Well, here's, here's another thing about that. If you look at the Martin Luther King marches uh, and the Civil Rights marches, they were actually marching to change laws and to change policy, federal laws and state laws. That's why they were marching. There are no laws to change right now for women. Like, what law can you change? They already have equal, they already have equal pay laws. They already have like wage. They have they have laws in place. Sure. So but, it's to create awareness. I get that. Sure, but there our our laws are being. I mean, they're. They're being threatened. I, oh, you mean like abortion laws are being threatened? Being, yes. What do you think of Jordan Peterson? Huh? What do you think of Jordan Peterson? Uh, Jordan Peterson. I, I like listening to Jordan Peterson. I mean, he, I, I look at the guy. I mean, he would hate me. I represent everything that isn't a man to Jordan Peterson. True, and I'd yeah. like to meet him at the boxing <laughs> ring and do jujitsu. But, um, yeah, <laughs> but I also look at, I also look at Jordan Peterson and I go, he goes, if you, if you need a man, you need to have responsibility. You need, and I, I look at him and go like, dude. Do you have any fun in your life? Is anything in your in your life fun? Like I can't imagine being married to that guy. Like yeah, going home and he's like buttoned up in his suit. He's like, "Wife, cook yeah. me dinner." Like, right. what the fuck yeah. is going on? But I also think there's validity in what he's saying on both. Anyway, so I know we went down the fucking rabbit hole. No, right? Instagram, here. right? Followers. <laughs> okay, so all right, <laughs> we should we should probably wrap this up. It's getting late. So what? Let's let's Ramon. What's what's so next for you? What's the very next step in terms of a practical? Thing. Do you have a spot that you're getting up on? Do you know how you're going to get on stage? Um, the next, I mean, in terms of the stand-up, the next thing I'm doing is just like those bring your shows on Comedy Store on the 11th. On the 11th? Yeah. 
on the 11th. Uh, Rappers on the 10th and then Comedy Store on the 11th. And these are bringer shows. Basically, yeah. And, and you have enough uh, engagement that if you post on your... I'm not going to post for these yet. I'm oh, you're gonna, not? I'm not going to waste them. How many people do you need to bring for your bringer shows? I mean, five, but the, I did it... Um, yeah, you, you got three people right here already. Yeah. <laughs> you guys come, I'll, I will I'll definitely, I'll, I'll definitely come. <laughs> that would be amazing, yeah. man. But like, I would love that, obviously. Um, the, the one I, the first thing I did, first time I did at the comic store, I, I was supposed to bring five, I only brought two. Three. Three. Two. Yeah, three. Yeah, two. And then the guy was like, he didn't question me. Yeah. Because he watched my videos, saw my Instagram and stuff like Okay, that. so he's like, yeah. Thing, yeah. How many minutes did you do? I did five. What was your, what's your first, what's your opening joke? So my opening my opening joke was I always like say something quick like off the room like, it's like quick sentence that um, is like improv so I just said hey I'm going to settle down I'm not Aziz I'm sorry I'm not related to Aziz I'm sorry uh-huh. um, I'm related to Osama Bin Laden that's good they laugh at that yeah and then, uh, <laughs> then I'm like uh, relax I'm not extremist I'm not, I'm not you know I'm not like a terrorist yeah However, <laughs> and then I'm like, I just don't eat bacon. You know, I don't eat bacon, bacon, no bacon. I just drink alcohol like the rest of the Muslims. And then I, I go from there, and then I talk about um, how it's hard being brown and uh, Muslim in America. And then I talk about white privilege. And I'm like, after the white guy was at an airport, um, and he left his... I talk about white privilege, and then I said, what about brown privilege? And I'm like, if a white guy was at an airport, and he left his bag unattended, you know, it's probably going to get stolen. But like the brown guy was at an airport and he left his bag unattended. No one's gonna touch it. So then yeah. that's kind of my bit. And then after that, I go into. Um, you could say you could say if a brown guy loses his bag, he's probably gonna get stolen. Yeah. The brown guy. Yeah. Like the brown guy will get stolen. Oh, that's yeah, that is oh, a good. It's still happening. Yeah. That is a good. How was your Tinder date? <laughs> I didn't go on Tinder date. I tried to go to a mic, and then I'm like, ah, I'm tired. I'm gonna go home and get something to eat. <laughs> What you got? In and Out Burger. Oh, nice. Shout out to In and Out Burger. <laughs> nice. That's great. And, and uh. <laughs> so then from there, I go on quickly into uh, talking about how, because um, I, I was saying I'm optimistic about that. So that's why I look at like brown privilege is something good. Like my bag won't get stolen. Then I'm like, you know, I wish I was that optimistic about my love life. I have trouble getting girls. I'm always hanging out with my good looking friend, Leo. <laughs> and I was like, especially like at clubs, like girls come up to him, they ignore me, blah, blah, blah. They talk about I'm the ugly drunk girl that always cop blocks her friend. Yeah. Except I'm the guy version. Basically, yeah, yeah. that's my bit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then I talk about, like, um, you know, like uh, having, you know, like, he would tell me to get fit, have abs. And then I, <laughs> I talked about this donut shop called Perfect Donuts. And then I say, you know what? Uh, wow, like, no good name, really Perfect Donuts. And I'm like, I, should, I feel like I have a whole Tinder profile fucked up. I should put Perfect Dick in my bio. <laughs> so that's it. That's basically my good solid five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I deliver it a different way. Yeah, of course. No, it wasn't no. like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was laughing. Really? Yeah. 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 Just like, that's my five minutes so far. But it's good. Yeah. I mean, I did it at the comedy store. Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, well. I like it. I would love if you uh, came by. I, mean, I would absolutely yeah. come by, man. Expert opinions. Yeah, I guess I'd love to. Yeah, uh-huh. love to have your opinion. Yeah, Leo, when are you getting up next? Uh, I don't have anything scheduled, but uh, Flappers usually gives me a day a month. So yeah, I've been doing that. Yeah, so I'm, um, if I hit them up, they'll probably give me a day. But uh, uh, maybe at Haha too. I've been going. I, I went up at twice Haha last month. So uh-huh. uh, you know, Hollywood, nothing scheduled right now. Is it going well? Yeah, it's going pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I have a good, a, a decent uh, joke about Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> how he can make any man, how I think he can make any man gay. 
know, because he's such a town legend. And I'd be like an impression of a guy meeting Tom Brady and like getting asked up to his room, <laughs> and then uh, agreeing to go up if he can, you know, because he has all six Super Bowl rings. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, another, uh, I do like a dildo joke, kind of a version of a dick joke, but just like how my Uber driver waves a dildo around and like at uh, at people who cut him off. So <laughs> is that true? Yeah. yeah Jesus. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like. <laughs> how the different races react so I say that I then get a dildo the next day and how like different re- uh, races kind of react to the dildo that sounds like another Instagram video yeah, for you guys yeah, yeah, <laughs> it does actually yeah and, uh, that's kind of my five minutes yeah no, I'll, I'll definitely come check out your shows and by the way if you see me not laughing it's because I'm a jaded comic if if a joke is good I'll go right, right. I'll nod it's like a I'll nod right, right. I laugh at I haven't done open, I can't remember the last time I did an open mic and I probably should do open mic because if you if you kill an open mic then your joke is is doing really well the first the first time I did that joke about like pushing his head yeah. it was actually at uh, the dime bar Adam Hunter shout out to Adam Hunter uh, uh and it was like, going to say, is that a feminist rally? Well, <laughs> it was at the Dime Bar, and it was like every the other comics. There are a lot of they're like these four women. They're all white women, and they all notepads. And they're, they're like this with their notepads, like watching me. Whoa! And I was doing normal stuff, and they weren't laughing. And I just said, I said, "Fuck, man!" Like, like, and the joke is like, you know, just white women are on the sneak tip. They're running the show. Yeah, they're pretending they're not, but they're really running the show when it's all said and done. And, and men are just completely becoming disenfranchised. And that's what I wish we could go back to days when you could push a woman's head a little bit. Not a lot, but just a little. Just just, just enough, you know? And um, and they just fucking hated it. But, like, there were, like, five guys who laughed really hard at it. Of and I was like, man, will I keep doing this joke? Is that joke as bad as, is it, as I think it is? I don't know. And then I, then again, I think that joke gets gets told in the tag. You just keep tagging, keep tagging. Don't like you were, yeah. we were talking about. You just don't talk. You don't stop. You keep going. Yeah. Because I'm not looking for validation for what I'm saying. I'm yeah. looking for like getting to the final end of it. And I think by the end of it, most people are like, okay, it's so, okay. So I get that. I get what you're saying. I was kind of confused earlier. So basically, if I say something like controversial, controversial, like I just keep going with it. Okay. Keep log- like. So I'm going to admit to a sort of thievery that I did with that joke. It's a Daniel Tosh joke. So I was in New York during September 11th. I was I looked at the buildings burn 20 blocks from me. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" I saw a body fall. I was like, "What the fuck? I gotta get the fuck out of here." And I lived there through that whole time, and it was one of the most traumatic, awful things you can imagine, right? And um, so I have, I have a real, and I came to LA shortly afterwards, and I was taking yoga class. Yoga teacher was like, "Guys, you know the stuff that we see on TV about 9/11?" I'm like, "Oh, most people have only seen this on TV." Wow, that's interesting. I'm one of the few, really, and all of a sudden, the few people who's really witnessing it. It has a real visceral experience for everyone, and I guess for me, more than a lot of people. And Daniel Tosh's joke, shortly after that, he goes, guys, can we talk about the good things about 9-11 yet? Are we at a place as a country where we can talk about the positive things that came out in 9-11? And everyone's like, Ugh! Hollywood Laugh Factory. Wow. He goes, before 9-11, people don't know this, but if your girlfriend had to fly somewhere, you had to drive her to the airport, you had to park. You had to go into the airport and eat at Cinnabon and then wave to the machine going off the tarmac as you went away. Now all you got to do is slow the car down, open the door, and throw her to the fucking curb. Oh Guys, that's worth at least one tower. 
That's not two, not two, not two. What are you, a two. maniac? Wow, just one. Crazy. Just one. Oh, I mean, okay. two is like, are you out of your mind? Got but it. one, and it gets, and the joke gets told, and the, not, no, guys, no, I'm not saying two. I'm not saying, yeah. I'm just saying one, guys, come on. God, and that's where the laugh happens from, from the tags of it. Yeah. And I remember going like, like I was like, shot. Oh my, oh my God, that's that's so offensive. And I, and I, and I laughed, and I was like, that's that to me is the essence of great stand up comedy. That's if because stand up at the end of the day, and I was stoned thinking about this, it's just shock. Yeah. It's all just shock. Everything that you do, because a smile, from an evolutionary point of view, is a defense mechanism. It's you're baring your teeth. You're that's what yeah. a smile is. You're baring your teeth. That's actually where it comes yeah. from. You're like, don't attack me. I'm smiling to show you right. that like. Yeah. That's where it evolved from, right? And a laugh is actually like a shock. A laugh is like, ha, huh. like people take, ha, huh. people right. jump out of you, ha, huh. yeah. So a laugh is a shock and a smile is a defense mechanism. So when you're in the uh, audience, you're just getting triggered. Now, if it, it may not be an emotional trigger, but the trigger can be your logic, which is like you're logically thinking this way and then they do that. And then your logic is triggered. Like, wait, 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 what? The, uh, you know, well, they, 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 they tricked my logic. So my logic is tricked. Now my emotions are triggered. Now my belief system is triggered. And so if you can go up there, you can trigger people subtly enough, you know, in like little micro doses, then you can get really good. Because otherwise, if you're not triggering people on, and offending their sensibilities, even if it's their logical, what are you doing up there? You know, yeah, right. there's yeah. got to be cognitive right. distance. And I mean, every joke is a surprise at the end. So anyway, that's just what I think. So you can obviously go too far <laughs> with it, but <laughs> anyway. So I think we should uh, we should wrap it up. So you're going to be at the comedy store. We're going to go see your uh, open mic. I've I've I have a lot awesome. of uh, that'll be amazing. I'll be there. A lot of yeah. You have my number. Keep in touch. Yes. And uh, so uh, give everyone your tags. Let's go. Let's go down. And start with Leo. What are your tags? Um, my Instagram is at Leo F dot L E O F D O T. Follow me. Some humorous stuff. So does someone have your full name on Instagram? Uh, yeah, Leandro. No, I, I used to do Leandro Dottavio, but that's just like I, I got tired <laughs> so of giving nice. it out. I got tired of giving it out. To what people. about Leo Dottavio? Leo Dottavio is uh, not taken, I don't think. But uh, that's my Twitter, actually. Okay. My Twitter is Leo. Leo Dot. Yeah, Leo Dottavio. So Leo Dot's taken. Mm. Mine's is uh, Ramon, R U U M M A N. R U U M A R U U M M A N. Someone took my real name with one U. Have you tried to reach out to the I person? I said, I'll give you 500 bucks for it. And he never responded. He only has 50 followers. He's probably not even active. Is he motherfucking name. not even active. Is he posting? Huh? Is he posting? No, no post. He's private. So I don't know if he's active or not. Follow him. And I you... followed him. He never responded. <laughs> oh, man. I tried to get him. He's granddad. And it's fucked up because oh, it's white granddad. Like, so that's my name, Ramon. So you have to wait till he dies. And then even, here's the fucked up thing. Huh. Even when he dies, Locked. it's still there. Gosh. Yeah. And this is like, and this is really depressing, but like, you know, I, I was friends with Anthony Bourdain, right? Because we trained jujitsu together. Oh, wow. So he, he f followed me and still follows me on Instagram, his Instagram account. So I'll get hit up, like all of a sudden, like food people are following me on Instagram really? for like a week. And then like, and then they all follow me because like, wait, this is, um, because he, I guess he only followed like maybe 200 people and I was one of them and he has like. Three million followers or something, so people think I'm interesting, and they 
<laughs> see me and they go oh, fuck this guy <laughs> never mind <laughs> but so this guy can die and keep your name so you yeah. should probably get on that so, when we go to the Instagram headquarters fuck yeah, yeah this is what we're doing <laughs> my lawyer's gonna take care of this awesome man. you better be a good goddamn good oh lawyer God, that's hilarious yeah. we're taking our second lawyer maybe maybe too. up into the thousands he says just yes. just keep I mean what what the fuck keep... let me book some big ones okay Haley how about you Haley it's just my name at Haley Giles H-A-I-L-E-Y it's like the precipitation plus an E-Y so H-A-I-L-E-Y okay G-I-L-E-S Giles it's a soft G Oh, awesome. Well, thanks for listening. I think I was a little stoned, a little jazzed up. So uh, hopefully this is interesting and who knows. Uh, Thank you for coming to uh, AfterLife and thank uh, thank my guests. All right, guys. Bye-bye. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. (laughs) After laugh, man. (laughs) Go ahead, pull up a chair. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.